Hey friends, I want to thank you for listening once again. And in the spirit of transparency, I want to tell you how I am making these podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way that I found that I can make a podcast. It's free and the app actually comes with uh, tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts get your actual audio and you don't have to do anything. That's beautiful. You can make money from it. There's no minimum listenership that you have to have in order to be able to create income from this podcast. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So you just have to download the free Anchor app or go to A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Erica Jones here with the Art of Transition podcast. I know that you all are used to me having various guests on. But today I chose to speak alone. I chose to address you alone. I've been getting so many different messages and phone calls from my loved ones, from distant friends, relatives, and acquaintances who are really confused. Some of them don't understand what's going on. Some of them do understand what's going on. And they just still have questions. And I think we all do. As far as COVID-19 is concerned, there aren't a lot of concrete facts. COVID-19 is what we call a novel virus, which means that it is a new type of virus. And I think that people get confused because they may see on old Lysol or Clorox bottles that say that, you know, this may kill coronavirus. So one thing I would like to clear up is the fact that the family of coronaviruses has been around for several years. COVID-19 in particular is under that family umbrella. So when you think about it, you have to understand that COVID-19 is actually the strain of the coronavirus that is new. It's caused an outbreak of respiratory illnesses and a full-blown pandemic. So many people are dying. It's extremely sad. I literally cannot watch the news every single day. So I understand, you know, when people have so many different questions. 
so many ideas and people are reaching out to me just to try to make sense of it all. And I want you guys to know that nobody has all the facts. Nobody knows it all. Research is being done. Trials are being done. But nobody knows it all. We're all in this together. So it's important that we just continue to support one another and be there for one another when we can. And I feel like a part of me being there for you is at least, you know, being able to break down a few things. There are some people who are being exposed to COVID-19 who may have mild symptoms and they may not even recognize it or pay attention to those symptoms. So I want to start off with just talking to you guys about the symptoms of COVID-19. The first symptom, you can think of it as, you know, pretty simple. For example, cough. We know exactly, okay, what it sounds like when someone coughs. But it seems as though some people have been thinking to themselves, well, maybe that little cough was just my sinuses draining, or maybe that was just my allergies. So it's important to pay attention to your entire body. When you think about cough, you have to think about this symptom as it relates to any other symptoms that might be developing. One of the other symptoms is fever. Now, you will hear different definitions of fever depending on who you talk to. You'll see different definitions depending on what dictionary or what you know medical source that you may use. But generally speaking, a fever is a rise in body temperature, which is above your normal. What people don't know, a lot of people don't know, is that, you know, your normal body temperature may vary throughout the day. But generally, when we talk about a significant fever in healthcare, that's going to be 100.4 or higher. Well, you might ask me, well, Dr. Jones, how do I know if I have a fever of 100.4 higher or I just may feel a little hot? And I can definitely say you have to have a thermometer to be able to give someone specific numbers. So as a part of you being able to recognize symptoms I understand that a lot of people don't have thermometers at home. I've been practicing medicine for 10 years now, and I realize that everyone doesn't have a thermometer. And I respect that. If you are not sick and if you do have the means, I would urge you to go out and get a thermometer for your household. That's something that's going to be very important for you to be able to relate to a healthcare provider in times of illness. Another thing I really want to define in terms of the symptoms of COVID-19, or some people call it, quote unquote, the Rona, a coronavirus, 
is shortness of breath. Generally, we would describe shortness of breath as difficulty in breathing. I've heard people say, oh, I just felt like I couldn't catch my air. Either way, if you're talking to someone and they tell you, hey, man, I just, you know, I had a little cough. Then I started to notice I couldn't really breathe right. Let's just put that in the category of shortness of breath if they had difficulty in breathing. Another definition is fatigue. Fatigue is another symptom of COVID-19. And what fatigue is, it's basically like a lack of energy. So if you're feeling like you're just easily getting tired, then, you know, that's what we would consider as fatigue. A lot of these symptoms could have, you know, different descriptions. When you put them all together, it's important to just really be able to understand that, hey, there's something different that's going on in my body and I need to figure out what's going on. When it comes to any of these symptoms, some people are also saying that they have like an unexplained loss of taste. Like they just all of a sudden couldn't taste anything or they couldn't smell anything. Um, some people are reporting headaches, um, muscle aches. These are some of the main symptoms that people are reporting. And if you notice those, it's time to seek care. Now, there's levels to seeking care. Some people will go to an emergency room. Some people will go to their doctor's offices. And one of the trends that has really been emerging in 2020, I talked about this on my blog on D-R-E-R-I-C-A-J-O-N-E-S.com, DrEricaJones.com, is telemedicine. So for those people who may not have transportation um, to get to the doctor's office, for those people who may just not want to go and sitting in the waiting room, telemedicine is a huge resource. So for people who don't know what telemedicine is, I want to define that. And it's, it's just one of those things that we can really have in our tool belts for when, you know, we may not want to do anything else outside of sit on our computers. If we don't have any other routes or if it's more convenient, we can access telemedicine. So telemedicine is the practice of medicine using technology to deliver care at a distance. So a physician in one location or other healthcare provider it's not always going to be a physician. Uh, so a healthcare provider in one location uses a telecommunications infrastructure to deliver care to a patient at a distant site. That distant site might be your home. So this is something I really want people to be aware of. If you do have insurance, um, you can look on the back of your insurance card and contact your insurance company to find out how you can access your telemedicine benefits. 
is another definition and I'm not going to bore you guys with a bunch of medical terminology, but I think it's important to be able to understand what these things mean when you see them in different places, um, when you're talking to friends so you can uh, be able to help. Because at this point, community is what we have. We are the front lines. Each and every one of us is on the front lines when it comes to fighting coronavirus, when it comes to keeping our families safe, keeping our community safe. It takes each and every one of us. So when you're following the news and you see these different terms, I want you to really understand what it means. Recently, there is a term that's come up in some of the presidential press conferences uh, that term is going to be vulnerable groups. So on the World Health Organization website, these vulnerable groups are defined as children, pregnant women, elderly people, malnourished people, and people who are ill or immunocompromised. They are um, these vulnerable people. They're particularly vulnerable when a disaster strikes. We've seen the vulnerable population. I'm an African-American female. I want to specifically talk to my African-American listeners because there was a lot of fake news going around. There were many myths going around that African-American people could not get the coronavirus. I have no idea where this came from, but I have never heard anything that's been so false. If you've been watching the news, you understand that black people, African-American people are dying at much higher rates. So as the economy and as businesses start to open back up. Black people, I want you to understand that you are at risk. And you have to take care of yourself. For me, I have created what's called a quarantine dream team. And what this quarantine dream team consists of is someone to call, not just one person, but multiple people. I understand that some people aren't very socially inclined. They don't have big families. They don't have large groups of friends, but you have to at least have someone or find someone to be able to call for emotional support. I'm not one of those people that's going to, you know, tell you how to live your life. I'm just going to provide information for you and hope that you listen. So my quarantine dream team consists of someone to call for emotional support. You know, we have transitioned into shelter in place. We have transitioned into lives where 
a lot of things are closed. We have to socially distance ourselves from our families. We have to try to protect ourselves and our families. And with that being said, it's important to think about, well, what if one of us does get sick? Another part of my quarantine dream team is picking someone that's going to actually drop off groceries or supplies or anything that we may need if we do get sick. And this is really like an emergency plan. You know, this is not something where you just put these people on a list and you decide that, you know, you're hungry one day and you're just going to call them up like, hey, can you bring me some food? And for people who don't have anyone around, this someone may very well be Postmates. It may very well be someone who is working in the gig economy in terms of someone dropping off, you know, groceries at your door from Instacart. You know, another part of the dream team is you. In any area, I don't want you to ever forget yourself, your mind, your perception, and your preparation is what's going to help you get through this pandemic. The whole world is being turned upside down. We're all being forced to transition into Days where we really don't know what's going to happen. It's important for us to stay focused and grateful on the things that we do have. And the people that we are in close contact with. And and the love that we are able to experience. I think that that is one of the main things I want people to get from this podcast If nothing else, you know what the symptoms are and you have your quarantine dream team ready. You have resources that you can access if you do get sick. That is extremely important. For us to go ahead and get our minds ready while we're at home, while we are sheltering in place. How am I going to keep myself safe? We already know that we need to be washing our hands diligently. I have washed my hands so much that my skin just is extremely dry. So now I'm having to remind myself to moisturize my hands as much as I wash them. And I understand that everyone doesn't have large amounts of lotions and balms and things of that nature to continue to coat their hands. But do what you can, even if you have Vaseline or petroleum jelly from the dollar store. You can use that after you wash your hands. 
above all else, I want us to stay in contact with one another. I've really made an effort to contact my older aunties, my older uncles, my older cousins, just to make sure that they're okay and they don't need anything. Oftentimes people go through life and, you know, they may not reach out. I know I'm one of those people who doesn't really like asking people for things. There's probably a so many more people that are listening that are like that. Uh, but for you guys and for myself, I think it's important to come up with your quarantine dream team and really talk to your loved ones about what you may do if someone does get sick. It's happening. This is real. And I am really just trying to keep it real with y'all. I'm not saying I know everything. I'm not saying I have the answers. But hopefully after listening to this, you understand what the symptoms are. And if you overhear a conversation or someone's talking to you about someone who has these symptoms, urge them to seek help. Once again, I'm Dr. Jones. This is the Art of Transition podcast. As America makes plans to reopen, I really want everyone to open their eyes about what's going on. Open your eyes about how you need to stay healthy. That includes taking care of yourself, eating a healthy, balanced diet, trying to avoid things like smoking, excessively drinking, and overeating. It's Dr. Jones. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope that you found this useful. If you have any questions, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at D-R-E-R-I-C-A-J-O-N-E-S. The podcast also has an Instagram. It's called at the art of transition podcast. Take care of yourselves. Stay mindful. Stay grateful.